This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Sume here with us today. How are you? I'm doing quite well, Harrison. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely delighted to have you. Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Amsterdam. Awesome. Love that city. Yes, indeed. Awesome. All right. So today we're going to be talking about five steps that every manager can take to improve work culture. And this is obviously a very important topic, especially in the remote work environment, where it's, it's more difficult to create those organic moments and connections, you know, as if we were in the office. Uh, but before we dive in, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes, um... Uh, I am Sumit and I'm a leadership coach currently, but I have a 16 year background in uh, leading technology teams in software companies, companies like Yahoo and and Booking.com in India and in Europe. So I'm pivoting from uh, leading leading people to helping leaders become better at uh, leading people because I feel there is a huge need, there's a huge Mm. gap uh, and there's a a lot of friction at at the workplace because of of just, just the way people people are and I think there's a huge opportunity and that work does not have to make people sick. Work can actually be nourishing. Overwhelm and burnout is one end of the spectrum, but the other end of the spectrum, which I think work can allow is is joy and laughter. Uh, at the same time, increasing productivity, right? So these two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, they go together usually. <laughs> totally. So let's start with defining the what you think about as good work culture. How do you define good work culture? I think if I, if I look at culture, I, I see there are two things which form the culture in a company. The first one is the processes, the processes in the company which govern everything which is, which is done and which is said. And the second one is the conversations people are, have, are having or they are not having. So if you were to if you were to measure a culture, how would you do that? You would actually measure the, or you would actually look at the conversations that people are having, because in an open culture, people would be having very different conversations than in a uh, in a culture which is not open, not safe. Perfect. I love the fact that you brought up processes first. I think some people think about work culture as just um, these you know these connections that people have relationships that people have but from an organizational perspective you want to make sure the processes are in place to give people time and space to do that exactly processes are are there for a reason and usually they are put into put into place uh, to to improve the performance but what, yep. what happens is that over time people forget to challenge them people forget to question them and uh, what what i have seen every now and then is that whenever a new new leader comes in they come in with their own set of processes or they come in with their plans to change things but they never question the processes which are already in place and that's a huge opportunity which we miss in in organizations Mm, mm, mm. absolutely so let's get right to those five steps what are the five steps that every manager should be thinking about and can take to improve work culture Perfect. So, so the first step, according to me, is to make human health a priority. Uh, and what I what I mean by that is to take take care of people, and not just in in terms of their, not just how you think what is best for them, 
So I, I can be a manager and, and I can say that um, I know you need this training. So I'm taking care of you by signing up for a training. So taking care really means going a step deeper and then saying, what do you need in your role? What are your challenges? And then how can I take care of that? Which mm. might be something you, as a manager, you have no idea about. So that's the that's the first element uh, of uh, good culture. The second element is psychological safety. Just the simple fact that are people being open at work or do they have to wear a mask at work? Do, do they have to mask what they're really feeling, what they're really thinking? And can they be open and share what they're thinking without 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 having to withhold or withdraw? Uh, the third one is coaching, uh, especially from a management point of view. Uh, coaching is a, is a is such a powerful leadership skill, especially in the in the remote work culture, in the hybrid culture we live in, mm. and with the, most of the people working in the knowledge working. We are we are not working in factories anymore, uh, and but we are still using the processes. We are still using the leadership style which uh, which worked for managing machines, managing systems from a from a operational point of view, but does not work so well to manage people. And the last two are job autonomy. And I think this is this is a matter of trust. Like if you, if you trust somebody, why would not why would you not give somebody autonomy? It's as simple as that, but it can it can go very deep. Um, and the last one is um, honest and transparent communication, mm. treating our people treating people like adults and uh, being open to them rather than trying to uh, withhold information or to use complicated corporate language like like jargon. We we all can speak clearly. And I think uh, leadership does not mean that you start using uh, like jargon which people uh, get alienated by. Mm, mm, mm. That's helpful. Um, I love the fact that you brought up the psychological safety. In, in your work and in your experience, what have you seen that enables managers to create that psychological safety? I feel like that's really, really critical. It's really difficult. Um, what kind of processes or things have you seen that have worked really well? Yeah, I, I can give a very simple answer, but, but the simple, is, is is not trivial it's not easy uh, but but i will still say it that the first step is to listen is to really listen right rather than trying mm -hmm. to go go in fix things control things manage things just listen and understand who are the people working to you what do they care about what do they like what excites them about work what makes them frustrated what what different people have different needs and most of the times we assume but we don't listen. So listening, not just to what people are saying, not to just to what people are doing, but what is behind yeah. that, those behaviors. Are they open? Are they are they anxious? Are they feeling stressed about your policies? Or are they feeling joyful? Can they share if they are stressed or angry? So listening, but not on the surface level, listening, going deeper, listening to the emotions, listening to uh, what people like, what people don't like, what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them. And that can give you access to shift or to take steps which creates psychological safety because you will be operating out of what people really care about rather than from your own visions or your own heads, which can be very disconnected from the ground reality. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about just listening, I, one, one thing I've seen really well is sometimes a lot of employees can be a little bit hesitant to share their true, honest feelings, <laughs> right? Um, and what I've seen work well is kind of managers being like, hey, let me share kind of how I'm feeling, <laughs> right? And being really vulnerable. I, I've seen that open doors quite a bit. Exactly. So one, one way of, uh, uh, in, in fact, leadership uh, starts with setting an example. 
right? And what what better way to set an example uh, with with listening, and also saying, also putting it out there that I know that you might not be comfortable to speak yeah. this out aloud, and if you don't want to share now, it's perfectly okay. Yeah. Right? List, listening does not force people to share. Listening is actually appreciating and acknowledging that people do not feel safe enough to to share. That's listening. That's honoring that listening. Awesome. Awesome. So what's the most challenging part of improving work culture? I think the leadership style, which, uh, which people uh, kind of grow into. Uh, and uh, because uh, there is still a lack of understanding about what makes a good manager. And even if there is an understanding, there's a lack of education and training around that. Most people are promoted to being managers because they were good at something else. And, uh, and they start to lead people the way they have seen or they, the way they have been led by others. Right. And I think this is a huge blind spot in our culture that we start, uh, we treat people like machines. We use words like resources, uh, even, even management, right? You can manage your time, you can manage your machines, you can manage your projects, but people need to be led. People need to be shown the way, people need to be, you have to build trust. You cannot, you cannot manage people like, you cannot, manage uh, you you can talk about man hours but it 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 is a very it's a very demotivated thing when people listen that their managers are talking about them in numbers or like something which can be broken up and divided across teams or across departments uh, so the leadership style which we bring to our culture the mindset we bring to to leadership and management is as i think the biggest challenge which i have seen in organizations Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And as companies grow and bring in new people, right. It's difficult to kind of get rid of those, you know, bad habits, <laughs> right. Um, and create a consistent, uh, you know, behavior of the leaders. And, and that's why processes are so important. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, when you think about these companies kind of providing and implementing these culture initiatives, right how can managers ensure employee adoption for those culture initiatives? Any, anything there? I would say instead of the HR department or, or the leadership team implementing something according to what they think is, is the best for, uh, for their teams, what will work best if they can co-create the program itself, if they can co-create mm. it with the, with the people who are actually being affected, right? So the question of ad adoption only comes when you're, you're enforcing something on somebody. The question of enforcement does not come if you give people choices and then people choose what they want to learn, what they want to, where they want to grow. grow. Uh, so that's a very different lens, right? We do not yeah. choose as leaders what is best for our people. We talk to them, we listen to them, we understand them and we give them a choice to select from a, from a range of options. Uh, so I think that's also related to trust and listening. What I what I shared earlier, but that's how I would I would answer that. Perfect, perfect, awesome. These are all the big questions that I had. Anything else on your mind that uh, you want to leave the audience with? I think the only thing which I would I would lead is uh, from a leadership point of view that since these practices are around coaching or listening are so unusual, especially especially at the workplace, it takes time for people to shift them. A lot of the leaders learn about some new new tactic or new concept like psychological safety, right. and they expect people to change overnight. Right? If if you have a if you have a history of treating people a certain way, just because you have learned a new concept, people will not start trusting you overnight. Uh, 
you have to give them a space so that they can get comfortable with you with with whatever new you are bringing it they can try out they take they can take some baby steps and they can learn they can fail and then basically allow them the time I, I, and there is there is no recipe for for like that people should start trusting me more in one week or one month everybody takes their own time and then uh, mm. give like any kind of growth and leadership uh, and learning is a is a long term process it's it's not a short term process and i think we can get short sighted by thinking about the success of programs on a quarterly or even even on a week, weekly basis while this is a discussion which we should be having over years if if not more gotcha yeah no absolutely makes sense and you know obviously you want to provide the resources and provide the time and space to make sure that these are initiatives are going well but um that absolutely makes sense it, you know you got to start now right you can't just do it reactively when you think this is an issue and you, you need it fixed today um you've got to proactively do these initiatives exactly yeah and it's it's the same with my with my, co with my coaching clients uh, because one thing which i say to them is that if we work for one year then you will see magical results will start to happen after six months because that is where everything falls into place like you start connecting the dots of what we have been talking about you start practicing and you start getting comfortable with the new things right because mm -hmm. once you the first time you start anything new you will be uncomfortable and that will limit the potential or that will limit the the, the output which you can generate out of it but once you practice that for a six months and then the six to 12 months period is where the real magic of coaching happens while coaching itself is happening all, all the way. And I think that's true for every every learning. And, and I think one metaphor which I found very useful is the metaphor of planting a tree. Uh, so if I if I plant a seed, mm. I, I water it and then expect it to flower tomorrow. <laughs> then I have, I have nobody to blame than myself, right? So changing people, growing people takes time. And just understanding that can allow you to to be patient you why would you not be patient if you think of people like trees if you think of people like uh, plants yeah yeah awesome awesome well this has been extremely extremely helpful thank you so much for your time here where can the audience find you and your thought leadership so the audience can find me on linkedin where i'm i'm the most active and apart from that i am also available on my on my website which is deployyourself.com awesome well, thank you so much for your time here, Sumit. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison, for having me. Everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast.